You're listening to the Gold Standard Podcast. I'm your host, three-time Olympian and motivational speaker, Leah Amico. On this show, we're going to dig deep to unlock what it actually takes to build a foundation for greatness. If you're an ambitious person with big vision, but you feel like fear is holding you back, get ready for some major breakthroughs. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gold Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Amico, three-time Olympic gold medalist with USA Softball. And I am pumped for you to be able to listen to and learn from one of the games great in the sport of softball. This athlete has done it all, and she is the most well-known softball player in the world. She was a national champion at the University of Arizona, a star pitcher. She was also a really great hitter, um, could play first base as well, but really known for her pitching. She is a two-time Honda award winner as a collegiate athlete, which meant she was the best softball player in the nation, her, both her junior and her senior seasons at Arizona. She's a two-time Olympian, has a gold medal and a silver medal. Um, she has been featured everywhere. A couple of the late night shows after the Olympics that she was able to be featured on was David Letterman and Jimmy Kimmel. She also was featured in magazines like Glamour and Vanity Fair. Um, she has so many endorsements. To name a couple, Mizuno, if you go into any sporting goods store, you will see her face all over the place. Um, but she also was sponsored by Bank of America, Sprint. Um, she is a Major League Baseball ambassador. Um, she had the chance after her Olympic career to play for um, the pro league and the pro team Chicago Bandits, where she also was able to be one of the country's top players in the pro league as well at that point. Um, and she is well known for her faith. She is a Christian, and that is very, very important to her. But most of all, her priority are her family, her husband, Casey Daigle, who was a former Major League Baseball pitcher himself, as well as their three children who are very, very active in sports. And Jenny can be seen out on the softball field coaching her daughter um, in youth travel ball. And so this athlete is one of the best the world has ever seen. And I am very thankful that she is a dear friend of mine. This, um, this podcast is going to just really, really encourage you. So just get ready to hear some great information and see how you can also become better at whatever you are doing. I'm so excited to welcome in a three-time first-team All-American, National Softball Hall of Fame inductee, two-time Olympian, winning gold in 2004. I was teammates with her as well as silver in 2008. My good friend, Jenny Finch. Jenny, welcome to the Gold Standard Podcast. Hey, Leah. Thanks for having me. So I'm so excited to um, just share. I know everybody follows you. Everybody kind of knows you know, who Jenny is and what you've done. But I just want to um, just get a little bit more behind the scenes to kind of see um, what led to not only your success on the field, but off the field and just the things that matter most to you, how important it is. I, I really believe for people to stick to kind of their values, their core values, um, that can help them to find success. However they view, you know, however they view it. So, um, let's just go back a little bit to, um, when you were younger, like growing up, like, tell me a little bit about Jenny Finch. Um, you know, maybe the athlete, your first few years in softball, what did your starting out look like? Um, well, I have two older brothers. So I felt like my whole life was always around athletics. My mom was kind of the sports nuts. She loved the Dodgers and the Lakers. And so we always had sports on TV and obviously me watching my brothers play, like I couldn't wait to start my own. 
And, um, my parents signed me up to play T-ball when I was five. And I thought, how cool is this? Because it was similar to what my brothers did, but cooler. Cause it was softball. It was unique. And it was all girls. And I finally got to experience winning because I didn't win much at home with two older brothers. Um, and I fell in love with the game. I, I was, I was always bigger than everybody else, bigger than the boys. Um, and honestly, I, I, it's sad for me to say, but I, I kind of found like my self-esteem in a way through sports. Like I could throw it harder than any of the boys, you not any of the boys, but most of the boys. And, you know, I was picked first for kickball and all of that over many boys, you know? And so I kind of was like, okay, I may be big and I may um, not be normal in a way, but this is a gift and this is kind of cool and kind of tapped into that as far as um, seeing like my strengths of, of athleticism. And um, I loved, I played basketball and volleyball growing up. I loved just being involved in sports. Um, and so, yeah, I, I fell in love. Softball was kind of my main sport. I started playing travel when I was 10 and remember competing for the national championship at 10 and under. And it was, we ended up losing that championship game. And I was like, wow, like on one hand, I was devastated because we lost. But the other hand, it was like, wow, this softball thing is pretty cool. And I want to go back and I want to win it next year, you know? And so that's kind of when our lives shifted to the, the crazy softball life um, that we both have lived growing up. And would you say um, that competitive nature and that desire to win and to be your best and be the best on the field? Uh, what do you think? Do you think that comes from within or do you think it's something that is fostered from coaches and parents? What, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I don't know. And now that I'm a mother of three and our kids play athletics, like trying to navigate this, it's, it's wild. And it's, I, I don't, I don't know. And um, our oldest is super passive. Our middle is super competitive, but it's the middle child and he's the younger brother. So he always wants to compete and hang with his big brother. And so I feel like I kind of had that instilled in me only because I lost so much and it was aggravating. Like I, I couldn't stand <laughs> it. And, and so I think my brothers kind of tapped into that competitive fire within me, but, um, I think it was another thing to be able to switch it on, on, on the playing field. Like I remember you know, parents getting upset because I threw hard and striking people out. And, and it was like, Whoa, I don't want to make people mad. And I kind of let back, let off a little bit. And my, my dad was like, no, like you can't let off. And so, you know, and I remember him saying like, you be the aggressor, be the aggressor, especially basketball. Like you're the biggest girl out there, like act like it. But in my mind, I was kind of, I have a passive personality, I would say. So kind of tapping into that. And I think after, you know, you experience so much, you realize like, Hey, okay, it's, it's me or them. And you can kind of separate the, you know, I could still be nice, but I can still compete <laughs> and, and hate to lose at the same time, you know? And so I think you have to, I don't know. And, and now that I coach even my daughter's team, like figuring out, you know, these young girls and all of them kind of need something different to tick and to be at their best and to, to motivate them. And so I think just parenting, the hardest thing has been not the hardest, but like trying to figure out what your kids need to be at the best and how much to push. And, you know, like, where do you draw the line for the pursuit of excellence, you know? And, and I think too, just individually knowing, you know, do they, do they want it? If they don't want it, you can't, you can't push it and you can't make someone be competitive. But my dad from a young age would always, always tell me like, be the best that you can be. I don't care what anyone else is doing. I don't care what so-and-so is doing, how they train or what's happening over there. Like, I want you to be the best that you can be. And ultimately like, you know, God made you and you got to use your gifts and your talents to the best of your ability. And so I remember just being kind of like feeling that stewardship and, um, feeling like, okay, this is, this is a responsibility as I got older and matured. I think like 
okay, if, if God gave me this, like I, I need to go full out. I need to give everything that I have and, and use it to my full potential um, for him. So you talked a little bit about the coaching that you're doing with your daughter's team. You have three children, family, I know is so important to you. I, I love, um, I just, you know, you and I were, were teammates. I'm six years older than you, but I feel like so many aspects of our lives align between, you know, getting the chance to play together in the 2004 Olympics. And then, you know, I went on and had a couple more children. You played as a mom as well. Um, for Team USA, and and then went on to have a couple more children. Um, you know, you've done softball clinics around the country. You would take your kids, and they would be such a, a big part of that. Um, did that start at a young age, like that importance of family for you? Yeah, I think you know, my parents would, my mom would get off work early. My dad would, you know, figure out too with his work schedule to try to always be there. Um, and like, I just, I'm so thankful because I, I don't ever remember them not being there, you know, they found a way and they, they made it a priority. And so, and I just remember too, I think, you know, having success and being around the best of the best. And I remember hearing some panel and this was probably after college, but they they were a group of three women and, you know, successful um, CEOs and all, one of them said, don't forget to have a family. And I'll never forget that because it's like, man, like, and even too, like, you know, we've been around celebrities, the best of the best. And you just, you feel like there's so much more than just that, you know? And so you can, and and I think, you know, we both have ultimately strived for that balance. And there's many days where you don't feel like you are anywhere near balance, but I think it's just, you know, doing the best that you can. And I remember my mom, I remember getting the USA schedule and um, it was my first season as a, as a mother. And I just remember crying and sharing with my mom and being like, there's no way, like, how am I going to do this? And Casey, my husband, he was playing baseball. So, you know, you put in a major league baseball or not major, but he minor leagues, wherever he was in there or not knowing where he was going to be either triple A or major league. So you couldn't <laughs> even like have a set schedule and being like, there is no way, like my, my kids not even going to know he has a dad, you know, he can't go with him. And so just, um, and she just said like, Jenny, let's take it one day at a time. And I, you know, I'll never forget that. Like, okay, we'll get there just one day at a time, you know, just keep, keep trusting that if you feel like you're being led to do this, like God will provide and he'll find a way to make it happen. And sure enough, like my aunt and uncle, they towed their motor, not towed, but drove their motor home behind the bus and seeing you do it. Like what an example that you were in 04, you know, having Jake in tow with us. And I think that like opened our eyes and I always, you know, I always said I wanted to coach after and I wanted to have a family. Like I love kids. Um, and that was a goal of mine was to have a family, but on, honestly, there weren't too many female athletes that had kids, you know, it was always like you retired and then you had, had kids. Well, I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to be an old, old mom, you know, and then seeing you be able to do it with Jake was like, wow, okay, we can do this and kind of forging the way, especially, through, you know, with USA softball and making them think about things too, as far as, okay, how are we going to navigate this? And you know, we need to be able to make this happen. And, you know, all going through all those rough spells that, you know, you and Jake and how, making it work, you know, proved to us that, okay, we can happen and open even more doors for, you know, the future of, of USA softball and pro softball and being able to do both. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you had so many variables with your husband, again, like you said, being a major league baseball player, Casey Daigle, a pitcher. Um, and then, like you said, he, you know, it was, it was never said it kind of went back and forth and you were traveling all over the world. He was traveling all over. Um, so you definitely were able to just 
just show so many women that it is possible to go out and to achieve your highest goals, but also be able to, um, you know, have the the support around you to be able to make it work, to be a mom, to be able to have a family. I love that advice uh, one day at a time, because that was the exact same advice. And I felt the same, Jenny, um, after having Jake and looking at our Olympic schedule, it was hard enough to juggle in those non-Olympic years, but then you get to that Olympic year and you're going to be on the road nonstop. And I remember, you know, wanting to just cry, looking at it like, I don't know if I can do this. It's everything I've ever wanted. And then I'm not sure. And um, also um, somebody just gave me that wise advice, just take it one day at a time. And, you know, now, um, you know, what are some of the things you're involved with now? And is that something that to this day, you still apply to your life, making sure you're taking things one day at a time? I just want to also add, I think it's good for when we go through hard times to remember, just take it one day at a time. Um, and even if there's, you know, again, some big goal we're striving for, because I think it's more manageable. So what are you up to now? And, and is that something that you apply? Yeah. Uh, so now just juggling motherhood at three kids, I, I always thought like, oh man, it's going to be hard when they're babies, you know, and you worry about everything and then they get old and they hand you the schedule and you're like, holy cow. Okay. How are we going to do this divide and conquer and kudos to single parents being able to pull it off? Cause we know what a village it truly takes to, to raise kids and all three of them and their schedules. But it's so much fun to be able to kind of see them grow into who they are and their personalities come out. And um, that's been such a joy. So definitely um, parenting. And then I do some consulting for Perfect Game Softball, which has been really fun trying to like find out what's missing in our sport and then bring that into our sport for the future of it. And I, uh, I'm an MLB softball ambassador, which is just the coolest thing. I mean, who would have ever thought that major league baseball would support softball and even like just create, um, an opportunity for young girls to play the game. And so I'm so thankful for that and, um, getting to serve the underserved communities and bringing in girls that haven't had, you know, the opportunity and Leah, you work those, you know, camps and clinics. And it's so amazing just to see, I, I always, you know, they bring us in to be for us to be an inspiration, but I always leave just inspired by just the grit and the love of the game and the hunger of these, these young athletes. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just, I feel like one day at a time, you never know what it's going to bring. I'm also, my husband and I, we have a, the company diamond D industries. And so kind of navigating that as well. Um, that was, we just started it about three years ago. And so it's a Highline clearing and access company. And it's just kind of taken off down here. And so it's been fun to kind of tap into something so different. But like you said, I think the life lessons that you learned from sport totally transfer over into every area. Um, and especially, you know, just in the business world, um, it's crazy. And um, I always say it, tell young girls like and that are dealing with pressure and anxiety now is such a big deal. And my advice is always uh, one pitch at a time, one pitch at a time, like not you know, don't think of three outs. Don't think of seven innings that can kind of feel overwhelming. That can weigh you down just compete battle one pitch at a time. We can all do that. And so, um, definitely it's, and even just like they're training, even like one, one sprint at a time, you know, like don't think about the entire workout. It's, it's one thing at a time. And I think too, um, even just every single day, right? Like, man, okay, just get through this day and we, we can do it one one step at a time, you can do anything. Okay. So yes, I, I agree. I think it's that narrow focus that we bring in and, and you saying that, you know, one pitch at a time 
same thing as a hitter, right? It was like one adjustment. What adjustment do I need to make from one pitch to the next, from one at bat to the next? Um, and when you narrow things down, it's so much easier. When we look at a, a whole big picture, like you said, it can be overwhelming and sometimes it can almost paralyze people. So this is called the gold standard podcast. So, you know, for us on Team USA, everything was about gold, right? Winning gold, striving for gold, training for gold. And so when you hear uh, the phrase, the gold standard, what, what does that mean to you? What do you think of? I think it's just the pursuit of excellence, you know, and like not everybody's competing for a medal, but yet we all, I feel like have a gift and a passion and, and it's being able to use that. And so just kind of winning the day and being the best that you can be, whatever that means, whether it's, you know, raising kids, staying a stay at home mom, um, you know, to, running a business, anything, anything that you do. It's so important. I think just to give it your all and, um, be all in, I think, you know, like, and, and especially now with just multitasking and everything, and it's just being present, be where your feet are. Um, talk about like one pitch at a time, one day at a time and timing, but even like, okay, like one thing at a time, you know, versus I feel like, you know, we have phones, we have computers, we have everything around us going and it's like, okay, just be, be where your feet are and enjoy this moment right here and give it your all. I absolutely have to agree that I, that's how I feel like I've been able to have any success that I've had mm-hmm. um, is, is all about being focused. When I would go on a trip, I wasn't, you know, sitting there, obviously I missed my family, but I was like, okay, I'm here for this short time. I'm going to go in, I'm gonna give everything I have. And then when I get home, I am all in I'm mom. I am focused here when I'm homeschooling, right? This is my focus. I'm not worrying about what's coming up on the weekend. And so obviously there's times and periods where you can prepare different things, but being where your feet are, I think is so crucial. And and I also think it is important for people to um, set their own standard of what they believe success is, because like you said, I mean, you know, it's not always popular for to say I'm, you know, I'm stay at home mom, but man, it's one of, I would say the hardest jobs there is, and probably the most important because when I think about all the times for me, that was a priority as well. And Um, and you know, again, it doesn't get you all the accolades and the attention from outside, but to just think, you know what, uh, one day my kids are going to be grown. My kids are in high school, so they're closer to that side of things, but I'm so thankful for the time. And I know you're in that season right now of just pouring into your children and as busy as you are, I just know, I love that about you, that that is absolutely your priority. The gold standard podcast is brought to you by major media league. Major Media League is a revolutionary competitive app launching in June 2022. This app gives softball athletes a platform to showcase their skills by participating in challenges and having the chance to win prizes and scholarships. This is also an opportunity to promote your own talent. For all the athletes out there, it's free to join. So go sign up today at www.majormedialeague.com. The link is also in the show notes. You'll be notified when the Major Media League app launches, so get prepared for the unbelievable opportunity that lies ahead to grow your brand as an athlete. So, okay, so the gold standard, uh, gold is an acronym, and so it stands for G, stands for goals, O is overcoming obstacles, L is leadership, and D is dedication and drive. So let's just talk a little bit um, about goals and goal setting. You know, were what were your goals when you were growing up? And was that a goal to be an Olympian? I know softball wasn't in the Olympic games until you were a little bit older. So, you know, when did those dreams start um, or did you just play and think, I just want to win? Okay. So for goals, what were some goals that you had? And as a young athlete, did you, you know, dream of being an Olympian or did you have other thoughts? Um, you know, as you got older, you know, I wouldn't say like I had 
I just like now it's this big deal. Like you have a dream board and you have all of that where it was like, I just, I wanted to be good and I wanted to win. And kind of that was, that was the goal. And I think, you know, um, as I got older and it became more serious, it was, I want to play college softball and I want to compete for a national championship. And so that kind of led the way. And I think what helped was the women around me, the girls around me, they weren't women then, but the girls, they all had that same goal. So it wasn't like I was, you know, making these crazy sacrifices that my real friends, my softball friends weren't making. So we all had that goal of playing at that next level. Um, and then, um, when I was 16, that was the first year that softball was in the Olympic games. And I just remember being so inspired. My parents took me to go watch you guys play. And I just remember like walking out of that field and just being like, that's what I want to do. I want to play USA softball. And, um, so that kind of game that became the goal, but I don't even know if I like said it, you know, I just, that's what I want to do one day. And that's, um, something that I would love to do. So I, I don't know. I feel like goals is, you know, way more common now, which I do think even like with pitchers, like my little girls that I'm working with right now, it's like, okay, if I always say like, if you're, if you're looking at the glove and you miss the glove, then you're going to miss here. But if you're looking at like a small point on the glove and you miss, then it's like locked in laser focused. And I, I kind of looking back, I realized too, and I, I guess we were focused, but it wasn't something that you, you said and declared and wrote it down and all of those things um, were like it is now, you know? Um, I think just society is more goal driven, I think. Um, and with, you know, Facebook and everything, it's like, you know, you got to share every part of your journey where it was more of an internal journey, I would say. Um, but then again, like I do see the benefits of it now, like even our pitchers, like, you know, speaking to them and like, you have to declare what you want and say what you want and buy in and completely, you know, sometimes before you even believe it to convince yourself that you're going to do it, you know? So I think it's super important. Um, and I did have goals, but I wouldn't say like it was written out. You know, I just remember being like, man, that's what I want to do. And then, you know, every workout, every practice, it was like, that was on my mind because that was the big picture down the road of what I'd hoped to do. And so what about, you know, after, um, you know, you win the gold and you, you end up retiring and what were your thoughts going forward? Is it just to, you know, again, be your best in whatever you're doing? I can relate to that because that's how I feel like each step of the way, when I won a national championship, that kind of started this goal um, in my heart to say, I want to play at college, like you said, and then at college, win the national championship, and then they announced softball as an Olympic sport. And that became my goal. Um, and then, you know, I got done and I wasn't sure what the future held, but I knew um, just this, this attitude of excellence and whatever I did, I wanted to be the best at it. Um, but I also know for me, uh, you know, raising a family and being as present as possible, because I knew the impact that had made in my life with my parents being there and allowing me to thrive in, in the giftings. So for you, you know, after the Olympics, like what has that looked like in terms of have there been any goals or do you have, you know, different things you're striving for, or is it just more, you know, whatever's put before you? Um, you know, I honestly, like the biggest goal was to have more kids. So we had ACE and he was about to start school. And so I wanted to have more kids, um, and then kind of just take it as it came, you know, and I, I, I did feel no, I wouldn't say responsibility because I, I loved it. It was my passion. Like I loved being able to go speak and do camps and clinics and inspire the youth and be around kids and, you know, share the, that gold medal experience and, and the journey that we had with them. And so, um, I, I think that was, you know, always there. Like, I still want to continue to do that, to get in front of kids and hopefully inspire them to go after their dreams and goals and achieve that. Um, and then I got the opportunity to, um, it was right after my second son Diesel uh, was born to run the New York City Marathon, and um, it was a sponsored thing. So it was kind of like, okay, 
not only am I going to do it, I get paid some, you know, but yet this is a cool dream and goal that I don't know if I ever wanted to run one. I, I like 26 miles. There's no way. Like I was not a runner, you know? Um, but it was like, well, shoot, this is a cool opportunity, you know? And so I did it and I met, um, I, they, they got me a running coach, you know, and just to tap into this. And it was, um, such an amazing thing because we just moved to Louisiana and I got linked up. Someone told me to go to like the local rec, uh, place in town, um, the gym. And so it was like the recreation center. And I met this group of runners and they became some of my closest friends. And so really cool just to kind of see through that, that goal and that next journey, like it made me kind of build a community here in a place that I was new to. And now that kind of led to triathlons and I just did a half, half Ironman last April. And I, I just realized like, first of all, I'm so much better in a group setting. Like I thrive when I have people around me doing it, like me on my own, like it's brutal. And we experienced that a lot, right. You know, on the USA team, like when you're in college, it's easy because every single day you're surrounded by these other girls that are doing the same thing you're doing. But when it's just you in your own room, in your own home, like, and you have to do it, it's hard. And I think playing a team sport, we've always counted on the sisterhood and the one another and having each other there. And so, um, you know, being able to do that, um, and then train with others towards an iron half iron man and have that goal for me, it just makes working out and making, you know, even like even making the sacrifices to pour in and, and achieve these goals. Like it's so much better having this, you know, end goal to work towards, which was the half Ironman, the full marathon, you know? Um, so I, I could definitely, I'm thankful for it. And even just like, I struggle with just wanting to work out because it's like, if I don't have people around me, like, I just, I don't want to do it or I'm not training for something, you know? So it's like, okay, I got to figure out something to sign up for because um, I've been <laughs> slacking in the working out area. Yeah. Once, once that goal is set and you're, it's kind of, you're forced, even if you're right. forcing yourself into it, it's like, okay, I can get on that path and the plan of it. The importance of that teamwork, having that coach, you know, you went into something new. Um, I I'm very similar, Jenny. I just, I thrive so much more in a group setting, even if it's one other person and feeding off of each other and encouraging each other and picking each other up. I, I think that's probably why we did so well in team sports. Um, and you different have different strengths as well that you can kind of, mm-hmm. you know, pour out on each other. Okay. So let's go to the overcoming obstacles part, the trials, the challenges, the hard times. You know, I think if you talk to you know, any, any athlete, any successful person, they're going to talk about more that it was those moments that things were hard, that they learned the most than it was the successes that they had. So, um, you know, what's maybe the, the hardest obstacle you've had to overcome, um, on your path to achieving the success that you've had. Honestly, I think it's like overcoming myself. Um, just that the mental side of, of life, of that negative voice in your head, Um, and I think too, like being an athlete, you realize, man, like you, you're not always going to win. And so, you know, you have that, there is a chance of losing, right? So you can't always be outcome based. Um, but at the same time, like your goal is to dominate and your goal is to, to win. And so, um, it's, it's those tough moments when things aren't going your way and you you don't feel like you're on your way to achieving that goal that you hope for, you know? And I think too, in a team setting, you're forced to move on because it's not all about you, which I loved, right? Because you have each other to pick each other up and, and feel that for each other. But I think just, um, overall, just completely buying in. And I realized, you know, the more I practiced, the more I prepared, the more confident I was. Um, and I think that carries into every area of life, you know, just, 
the more you pour in, the more you're going to get out. And the more that I think too, there's peace in the end, knowing like, Hey, I gave it my all. And so ultimately like, yes, we're striving for that win. And we're not even thinking about losing, but I know worst case, like, man, I, I want to know that I've given everything I had to, to be successful in that moment. Um, but it wasn't easy. You know, those, there's those seasons of, of slumps and, you know, I think just even growing, getting tall and, you know, the struggle of that, you know, man, there were days where it's like, I don't even know whose body this is. This does not feel like, you know, my body. So kind of figuring out our own, um, strengths and, and it's, um, and the games can be hard, you know, there's a lot of failure involved, but I think we are forced to deal with failure. And I think, you know, it can either do two things. It can either catapult you or it can break you, make or break you, you know, and we, we have to choose kind of what path we're going to take and what are we going to, how are we going to um, move on, on from that, which I think too, just the game always, you know, you have to have short-term memory. You got to bounce back. Like it's not the last pitch, it's the next pitch. All of those things carry over. Um, and I'm so thankful. And still today, like I, I still, you know, everyone would think like you have this ultimate confidence, you know, like I, I shared the story of the USA Jersey. I put the USA Jersey on and it's like, the first thing that entered my head was you better not screw up now because the whole world's watching. And it was like, wait a minute. Like I am an Olympian. I made the USA team. I have the world's best softball players around me. The world's best coach. Like I am not supposed to be doubting myself. Like when I watched the USA team, like that was pure confidence. Like they were the best of the best dominant. Um, then it's like, wow, like this is always going to be a battle. And so it's just not letting that negative voice win in your head. Well, and I think so many people can relate to that. I, I think of, you know, athletes, but also people um, in the working world and different businesses. And it really is uh, two things you said, being all in and leaving, leaving it all out there, right? We talk about leave it on the field, but obviously in whatever we're doing, giving our very, very best and then trusting that whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen. I mean that, but I think it's people that get stuck and they pull back and they therefore don't even try sometimes, mm -hmm. or they, you know, just, they just refuse to give their best because, because almost that fear of failure keeps them from thinking, well, if I give my best and it doesn't work out, you know, then, then there's that, that whole battle. Um, but I think that's important that you mentioned that is when you give everything you have, um, you know, that's where you can just, just rest in that. And then the other thing is just that mental strength as athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, we know that that's what separates the great from the good. There's a lot of talented people, but it's, it is that mental, but it doesn't mean it's a battle to get there. And I think that is crucial because again, we all have those moments, but it's what we do with those moments. Do we stay there? Do we again, give into that negativity or do we fight it? Like you talk about that a lot. And I agree with that. And when those pop up, we have to overcome that. And that's the key. So um, thank you for sharing that. Okay. So let's go on to the leadership piece. L stands for leadership. Um, you know, who is the best leader um, that you had and what were the qualities um, that they possessed? Um, you know, I was, I'm thankful that I had a lot of great coaching. Um, I think my parents, my brothers, you know, all had a big impact on me. Um, and then I think just as you evolve, you realize like, man, like, how is the most effective way to make an impact or to make a difference? Or, um, and I think too, just the pursuit of not trying to be like everybody else. My, my parents did a really good job of, you know, we, we <laughs> kind of random, but we had like old cars growing up and like, all I wanted was like a little Honda Civic. Like I just wanted something normal, like a normal car. But my dad was a fan of old cars and like, we had these old, and then like, as I got in high school, like all of a sudden, all the guys at school, like loved our cars. And I was like, wait a minute, like, this is the worst. Like I would give anything for an electric window or like, you know, electric locks, like these 
huge, um, like a, we had a 64 Impala, a 67 um, Camaro, like all these old cars that my dad restored himself. Um, but I just always wanted to be normal. But like, I feel like, you know, my dad did a good job of, you know, like, no, like you're going to, it's going to be your journey. You're going to, let's stand out. Let's not, you know, be like everybody else. And so I think, and I um and just, you know, realizing too, you had the ones, the teammates that I think, you know, being a freshman in high school, you realize, you know, like you're seeing the leaders at, you know, the seniors and, and okay, who, who makes the biggest impact on me and what do I want to be like when I'm a senior, you know, um, and you realize like, man, talk is cheap, you know, talk is cheap and it's what they do every single day and how they do it. That is the most important and, and the loudest ultimately, and the one that makes the difference. So, and especially just, you know, on team USA, the veterans, and even in college, the veterans, how they led and, um, and, and I think in anything, like you realize from your own experiences and from other people, like who you want to be and what you don't want to be and what qualities do you want to have and what qualities you don't want to have, you know, and every now we all fail, you know, we all struggle at certain times, but, um, you almost like, even with coaching, you know, I, there was some, you know, my dad would always say like, now you don't know how not to coach one day, you know? So <laughs> it's like, if we have the right mindset now me with my kids, like, okay, you don't like your teacher acting like that or doing that like now. Okay. So one day if you're in that position, don't do it, you know, but you still have to be respectful. You still have to endure it, but you're learning and absorbing and kind of building of creating and shaping who, who you could be one day. Yeah. I, I enjoy, you know, hearing you say that because I think it is so important. We think um, about leaders and we think about how people are treated and, and um, kind of servant leadership as well as leading by mm-hmm. example and how important that is. Um, like you said, not just talking, not just telling people, but you, you know, tell them to do one thing, but you do another. And, you know, I think about, um, you know, asking, I asked a player like, why are you mean, you know, when to the freshman, when you were a senior and she said, cause the, the seniors are mean to me when I was a freshman. <laughs> I remember thinking, but like you just said, Jenny, it's about flipping that. It's about saying, here's how I would want to be treated. And so that importance, and some of that goes into our personalities as well as what we felt like. Some of them might actually believe, no, because they were mean, that's why we did well. So even that type of mindset. Um, And so just that reminder that, you know, we can do great things and we could be great leaders where everybody wins as well. All right. So D um, is the action piece, the dedication and the drive, the passion, uh, the daily discipline, the sacrifices. Um, You know, what did that look like to to you on an Olympic journey? Like what were some of the most important parts? And are there any habits that to this day that you, you, you know, knew helped you to reach success back then and you still apply today? Oh, I think it's, you know, like not, not giving into our selfish desires in a way, right? Like it's team first. It's, and luckily, you know, it was a team sport. And I always say this, the story of, you know, being at the Olympics and seeing the swimmers and how it's like one person, how like that is the worst celebration ever. Just being in a pool by yourself, you know, like we're so thankful that we have that dog pile at the end with all of us. Um, and so, you know, I think just, deep down. no, and, and ultimately there's going to be days where we're not at our best. Right. But still knowing like, okay, I still got to do it. And I still have to dig in and having that discipline to go through that uncomfortableness and, and those days where we fail, because I feel like even, even leaders, like when they fail, even their, their true colors are revealed. And sometimes, like you said, some of the times the losses are the greater motivation and the greater life lessons than the victories. And I could say that over and over throughout my entire life, you know, those are the ones that kind of sting and, and hurt that make you discover something else or, you know, find a different way. So I think just 
you know, and, and again, too, it's when I think of discipline, I think it's, you know, what I can do today and, and making those sacrifices and putting the team first and, um, kind of not giving into those selfish desires of, of what I want to do. Like we can't listen to what we want, you know, it's more of where do I need to be? What do I need to do to be at my best? And how do I get there? And, um, how do I help others get there as well? Yeah. I think of that saying by John Wooden and uh, it's that adversity introduces a man's character to himself. Mm-hmm. So when we go through adversity, we find out like, okay, and, and I really believe what you just talked about, that daily preparation. Um, and I think of consistency and, and that's totally. just a big word that I think of that consistency. Yeah. Like you said, it helps you prepare and then it gets you back to that goal of like, it gets you on that journey, right? And towards your goals. And like, when you have a bad day, okay, just stay consistent and learn from it and, and do it the next day. Um, and that reminds you too, when I feel like when you say consistency, it's like a physical, cool thing. But for me, especially now, like coaching, like I wish I could go back and play after all of this experience coaching (laughs) now and, and teaching, but it's like, we have to, like, if our mental status is not consistent, like then our physical status is not going to be there. And that's almost what ignites it. So we have to be consistent here. And like, you can't let your mind go. Like, and there were times too, where it's like, you would not want to be hearing what was going on in my head you know, but then you have to kind of talk yourself through it and then fight through that for the consistency mentally, which in return will then evolve into the the physical consistency that you need and vice versa. Sometimes you like physically just have to show up to get your mind going and mind there. So I think they work hand in hand. I do. I really think they, they both help each other or can inhibit each other, right? It's totally. like one is off. And so you almost have to fight that type of a battle. But I, I agree they're they're very much connected and no matter what we're doing. I mean, it mm. could be parenting, it could be, you know, whatever it is. And so um, you know, you've shared so many great tips with us. I, I just, you know, I'm so thankful um just for the lessons I learned alongside you, you know, as we were training to be the very best in the world. And um, you know, you truly are um, not only a dear friend, but one of the most humble, genuine, transparent you know, women that I know, and I'm so thankful even for your faith and the example that you are to so many people, um, to mothers out there, to, you know, athletes, uh, looking up to you as well. So, um, as we finish up and close up here, um, I just want to end with three gold tips that you would have for athletes and young softball players today. Um, goodness. It's so hard to narrow it down to three. I would just say, give it your all, like give it your all, whatever that is, whether it's 60%, 80%, hundred percent, just give it your all. Um, and be coachable, be coachable. Cause you know, I think too, no matter what advice is being said or around, like you can always learn from it and grow from it. Um, and, um, then I would just say, be the best that you can be, you know, don't look to your left. Don't look to your right. I feel like too now, with just social media and you, you know, we're so caught up with what everybody else is doing and, and where you fall short or what you're not doing. And you feel like you have to do it because they're doing it. Like we are all on our own journey. And I love like hearing our Olympic teammates, like each one of them had an Olympic or a different journey to the Olympics and none of it looked the same, you know? And so just know that it's, um, it's your journey and you want to get, you know, the most out of it and be the best that you can be during that journey. And when everybody gives their best in their own journey, like you said, and is coachable and growing and, you know, willing to just work through the hard times, then you bring it together and greatness happens in groups and um, you impact so many people on the way. So Jenny, thank you so much for joining us today and just for all that you had to share. Absolutely. Thank you, Leah.
Thanks for joining us on the Gold Standard Podcast, and we will see you all here next time. Thanks for listening to us today on the Gold Standard Podcast with Jenny Finch, just a superstar, such an amazing woman who has accomplished so much, but really has just a great perspective on life. And I I love how Jenny pointed out to focus on the here and now being present. And ultimately that even the best in the world have moments of doubt. And I, I think that should encourage all of us to just know that Nobody is above having that struggle at times to uh, maybe believe and think you're capable of doing something and not letting fear creep in. And so I just want to encourage you, if there's anything holding you back from living out the gold standard, uh, make sure to take the tips that Jenny shared and you can apply that to your lives. I I think about how uh, we went to uh, tape our podcast and we started out and she lives in Louisiana and uh, all of a sudden we heard some storms rolling in and we're about five minutes into taping. And next thing you know, um, the the feed just drops, Jenny's gone. And she texts me and says, okay, my power just went out. And I'll tell you, that's one thing about um, being Olympic athletes. You all had to, you had to be able to make adjustments and to be adaptable and flexible. And so um, she made it work, went over to her husband's um, workplace and went into his office. And, uh, <laughs> and because of that, even had the dogs with her. So I just love that. Um, when you talk to Jenny, she is so real. She is, um, just so transparent and that is what it's all about. I feel like, and um, we can have our stories, but we really inspire people when we let people see who we really are and how uh, most of us are just ordinary people, but we want to do extraordinary things. And everyone is capable of that. I did mention At one point, the quote, when I was listening to Jenny, it made me think of the John Wooden quote that says adversity introduces a man's character to himself. I don't know if you've heard about John Wooden. He is literally one of the most legendary sports coaches of all time. He was a coach at UCLA basketball coach, and he, out of 12 years, he won 10 national championships. I mean, just unbelievable seven in a row. That is just phenomenal. He actually just had um, his record of final four appearances surpassed by coach K who's about to retire. Um, so congratulations, congratulations to them. But um, I wanted to share this book with you. If you haven't seen it yet, this is something that is so, so good. Coach Wooden's pyramid of success. Um, It says building blocks for a better life. And it really is those foundations that not only apply to sports and finding success on the court or for us in the field, um, just like Jenny, you know, talked about, but really ultimately that can carry you through life, no matter what you go through. So I hope that you were encouraged and inspired to go out and not let anything keep you from just experiencing your greatest success possible, whatever that looks like for you. So I hope you had a great time listening and we will see you here next time on the Gold Standard Podcast. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Gold Standard Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. You can post on social media and tag at Leah20USA or use hashtag gold standard podcast. Make sure you also subscribe so you get notified each week as a new episode releases. You can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We appreciate your reviews as they help encourage others to listen in. Until next time, live out the gold standard and keep turning your goals into reality.